let me let me ask you guys a question. What is going to be longer? Hey, now this <laughs> you're an all star. No, please. Uh, this episode of the Comics Pals or the Batman. Now, <laughs> we know interesting that the Batman is going to be two hours and 56 minutes. Uh, yeah, two hours and 56 minutes. The Dark Knight was two hours and 45 minutes. So we're talking about a doozy of a movie. We have been known to cross that three-hour line at some point in our history. Now, now we, don't have Pete. <laughs> we don't have Pete anymore. So, you know, we might it, it might not be possible, but I'm just asking the question. We take mm. a short bathroom break during this show. Mm. Can you take a bathroom break during a movie? Uh, I don't yeah, think I'll, so. She's sure wearing a diaper. You can wear a diaper. That's yeah. true. I, I'm I'm you know, I'm thinking about it because you, I don't want to miss a minute. You got to have one of those like, you know, like new wow expansion gamer mugs, right? That you just piss in. <laughs> While you're leveling, you know I don't, dude. I don't. But no, I I knew I knew people, I knew people. Who, it's a thing. It's a thing. During, while yeah. they were dead, while they were dead during PvP, waiting for that res, they'd pull <laughs> that bottle out and they'd do the works, man. Oh my god. Yeah. Sometimes you had to do it. Tough times. A pee Tough bottle times. is my nightmare. Someone in our Discord, uh, I believe it was Link, and hello to everybody that's uh, in the chat right now. I'm gonna get to you guys. Uh, I think it was Link said that where he's from, the country that he lives in, Belgium, Belgium. Thank you. In order to use the bathroom, you have to pay money. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, they have enforced breaks. So, yeah. So what he said was it seemed like that might be a specific movie company. Mm. Because so Belgium is right above Luxembourg, okay. where I lived. That's where Doctor Doom um, is, is right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, I lived under the the iron fist of Doctor Doom. That explains a lot. Um, and uh, the 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 pay to use the bathroom thing in a public place mm-hmm. is pretty pretty normal across Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the forced intermission, though, is not because uh, we never had to do that in Luxembourg. And uh, Jess lived in Paris, uh, and she went. She had like a, a cinema pass, and she never had to, you know, suffer through an intermission. Wow, I just can't so, imagine paying to use the bathroom. It's only These like a nickel the, or something like that. Like, it's dude, like I don't have a nickel. It's like I don't a carry no nickel. And what you a, know what? It's a problem. What am I going to do? Bust my credit card out to pay 25 cents? Like, this isn't this isn't the 1920s. I'm not just going to flick a nickel over to the guy and be like, yeah, you know, thanks a lot. Shine my fucking shoes, too. You know, that's no, that's no, no, that's not. <laughs> no, just, man, they're automated. The, usually the, those bathrooms, though, cleaner than any like mm-hmm. cleaner than your house. I don't like, care. Beautiful you, experience. You can eat your, what, your Parisian crepe right on the floor of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. What difference does it make? You will not be upset about it. How clean the bathroom is. If 100%. all I want to do is piss and get out of here. I ain't sitting on no bowl. 
Listen, that clean, you might think about it. No, I wouldn't. They've got COVID-20 on that bowl. I'm not messing with that. Not, I'm no, getting no, my no, ass no, out of those. They even have some now that are like booths that like self-clean once yeah. they leave. Where like yeah. it just like those flashes cool. it with some kind of weird shit. Yeah. And then like yeah. UV radiation or something. UV radiation. They're going to need to radiate my ass in order to prevent the diseases that are they on might. that bowl. Uh, they don't come with bidets, though. You're missing the point. There aren't diseases on the bowl because they clean it. And they have a cleaning staff that cleans it right after you're out. It's not enough, Kill. I don't trust it. I just don't. They wipe those poles down uh, all the time on the subway. You trust them damn poles? I touch that pole. You know damn well that's different. (laughs) All right. All right. You ever use use, use the, uh, the, the bathroom in the Times Square subway station? I don't even uh, know. Those look like, those, like suicide boxes from Futurama. Like it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. The last time I did that, I promise you there were people fucking in the stall. I promise. Oh, you. nice. I did. I did. I tell you about when uh, when we came back from Pete's one time. Um, if in uh, what is it? What's the uh, uh, the the bus terminal there? The big one um, in Philly. In, in no, in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh uh, um, uh, Port, Port, Authority. Uh, Port Authority, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, that's... there aren't any children. There aren't any children in here, right? I heard some some dude go, "Yeah, fucking suck it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the name of the episode. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show, man. Taking her to the Pork Authority there. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, the pork authority. Real quick, real quick. Uh, I love that the movie's going to be so long. I think that's great. I understand oh, yeah, that that's probably what we're a lot about. of yeah. people that uh, don't like that, like Kale, old people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still young, so I'm into it. I'm not going to go to the bathroom. I don't care. Do we have, um, um what's the moratorium on No Way Home spoilers? Can I, can I? Oh, we're past that. Okay, yeah, we're, we're right. past it, yeah. I, um, I, I took a piss during, so after the big fight scene, when the villains turn and Norman Osborn does his reveal, I'm like, all right, this just happened. I can use the bathroom. And I come back from the bathroom and Aunt May's dead. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> nice job, Tyler. Well yeah, done. so my, my timing is not on it. There is a an app though that'll tell you like new movies and when to use yeah. the bathroom. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah. What a that. resource. Yeah. Um before we had some technical difficulties, I was telling you guys how to support the show. Come hang out with us every Saturday at 10 in the morning on Twitch and Wednesdays at 6 for Pals Pulls. Uh, those are Eastern Standard, by the way. I know we have listeners from all over the place. So, you know, go on the Google machine and figure out what time that is for you. Okay, Joe uh, Biden. <laughs> that's YouTube, what I had to do, man. YouTube.com slash the comics pals. Uh, hit that subscribe button to be made aware and the notification bell to be made aware of when we drop new content. Uh, we're always putting up cool stuff over on that. Follow us on all the social medias. TikTok. We do TikTok now, if you can believe that. None of us look young enough to do TikTok. I've got some grays, but we're up there and uh, it's been fun. And there's been a lot of support over there. So thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for getting us Twitch affiliate, by the way. Thank you so much. We're very grateful for that. Uh, it's awesome. That's a huge help. That's going to allow us to do so many things here on the Twitch platform. We've got a lot of feedback about the live show and how much you guys enjoy it. So this is something we're obviously going to keep doing. And the more that you guys come in and support, the easier it is to do. We can start getting subscriptions on here, uh, emojis, banners, um, bits, all that cool stuff. So, um, you know, thanks a lot for that. Uh, 
we've got a lot to talk about on the show today. Um, we're going to be talking Moon Knight, big Moon Knight news, not just the trailer, by the way. Uh, we know what Jonathan Hickman's next project is going to be at Marvel. So that's uh, cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, image is 30. The young hip guys are it's old dirty? now. 30. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> dirty 30. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DC's killing the Justice League, if you can believe that. Yep. I I also can believe that. And we're going to yeah, be talking that, about that, that tracks. Yeah. We're going to be talking about everybody's master. Joss Whedon. Oh, no. boy. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Did not yeah. like the wording on that one. Little uncomfy, right? Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Joss Whedon and uh, the new big interview that came out this week um, and uh, how bad of a job he's doing in revitalizing his career. So we've got a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Uh, our saga book club is dropping this Tuesday. This Tuesday. So if you're listening to this after Tuesday, it's out already. So go check that out. We've been prepping you guys all month. Hopefully you've gotten through your rereads. I still have a little bit left to go uh, before we actually sit down and chat about it. So uh, make sure you guys are ready for that and come support this book club. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot to say about Saga. Um, Yeah, Uh, let's let's start. Let's start with you guys. Let's start with the listeners, because you guys have really, really sent us a ton of comments. Uh, We have so many things to talk about um, based on what you guys have had to say this week. Tyler, man, you're the guy as far as reading these comments. So hopefully you can handle this uh, bombardment that we got. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of comments and a lot of questions actually. So, uh, who better to showcase the questions block than uh, Director Bones himself? So that's what I'm sliding oh, for the Director the Bones question uh, block. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> I should like take all the questions and just Photoshop them behind Director Bones. Oh, that'd be good. We should get we should get like a uh, like a uh, try to get like a, a front facing shot of him and like try and animate like the bottom half been, of his I've been job. Trying, I've been trying something. I've been trying I can't something. Stand, I can't stand though. this character. So, you guys like, are friggin' chatty as hell this week. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, uh, so we had some listener comments on the Hickman episode, episode 272. The Hickman experiment, which I Kale made me realize I missed the opportunity. Call it the experiment. So, I'm, I'm glad we didn't do that. I'm actually kind of upset about it. I like Clay, yeah. Kale, it would, have, it would have been better if you did not tell me that I missed that. Listen, if I if I miss wordplay, I'm kind of upset. You gotta learn, son. I watched some Letter Kenny to try to up my wordplay on it, um, but uh, I, I knew what that was. So uh, was Mike De Bradley uh, commented: As much as I love Hickman, Marvel had to slow him down in order to in order to nation build Krakoa and a place for mutants on earth, as well as their own world on Mars. Hickman can come back later to fulfill his agenda. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, yes, definitely all that stuff needed to be established, but I I think there's a misconception that Hickman was going to like, like significantly undo what had been done. Um, in the second act. And I don't think that's true. I don't think that we were just going to see like Krakoa go away during yeah, Hickman's run at all. Yeah. And I think people are like grossly overstating that fact. So uh, Mike DeBradley also uh, mentioned, oh, Kel, do you have a... a I was going to say, I also, think it, I also think it's weird that there wasn't enough nation building. Like there were, weren't there like, there were like 
seven books. Yeah, something like that. You know, up to in, up to Inferno. So, like, what did we, what did, what were we missing? I I, I, don't I know. think the ones that did nation building really were like Way of X did like culture building. Yeah. Um, Excalibur kind of showed off Otherworld and stuff like that. Yeah. And New Mutants showed off like um, the young section of Krakoa. Well, and even but, even uh, the the X Men title, sure. you know, showed off the the way uh, Xavier and the 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 leaders interacted with the rest of the world. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I think they did a ton of nation building. I really do. Um, but you know, teach their own. Sure. Uh, Mike the Bradley also uh, commented. Um, Marrow was his twenty 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 one pick, and this year they voted for Micromax. So it's cool to see Micromax get a vote. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for being the one person who voted for Micromax. <laughs> nah, I voted Mike for Micromax. Bradley. Okay, two people. Those two votes could have easily gone to, to Firestar. Surge. You're right. There's like four comments that we got just about who people voted for, and all of you should have voted yeah, so for Surge. Devil Ice uh, said they voted for Armor. Uh, Anika Doa uh, Morph totally irradiates bossy switch energy. Can confirm, can confirm, no. <laughs> um, and absolutely voted for Starfire, um, which I think he meant uh, um, Firestar, Firestar, unless there was a Teen Titans vote that I missed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, Nikodoa also uh, commented, um, I, think you need, I think you hit the nail on the head for me when you said we shouldn't pretend we didn't start reading X-Men again because Hickman was writing it. I agree with you. Like you, I also do not do so to denigrate the writers and artists who came into the fold. These very writers also suffered from interference. Leah Williams's X Factor was canceled just because they liked her next story arc so much, Wanda's self-resurrection, but they canceled her series to turn her arc into an event. An event, even the event's name was, wasn't chosen by her. After not liking the trial of Magneto and the final assessment, I now have to wonder constantly if some further interference from the higher-ups had turned that story into something I didn't like. Uh, with the aborted story arc of Storm's pregnancy, that's Ooh. a that's a turn of phrase there. Wow! <laughs> at, at the last minute, the cancellation of a series to create an event and other shenanigans were led to believe that Hickman's writers' room experiment had the narrowest chance to succeed. To succeed. Everything kept getting sucker punched by the higher ups. They had to deal with the pandemic, which kind of makes the troubles sugenery. I don't, I don't know what that is. That. Huh. Is that French? Is that Krakoan? I don't know. Uh, to me, at least, when comparing Hickman's other experiences in, in Marvel, X, uh, Ten of Swords truly would have benefited from a sober, severe pruning. Same goes for Hellfire Gala. Uh, the Hellfire Gala, there is some indication that their writers were also responsible for the padding. I'm grateful I got some Hickman mutant stories. I'm mournful we didn't get the entire thing. It still hurts me to imagine we got the Avengers New Avengers treatment for the X-Men. 44 main book issues, 33 companion book issues, and a fully realized story with a beginning, middle, and end. What a loss. What a shame. Okay. Now, that comment, right? As long as it was. <laughs> I don't know if you if you two know this, but I pruned that comment. I cut I know, yeah. a lot of that comment because that Which shit we, was we a appreciate. Novel. We appreciate that you took the time to, you know, write us uh, yes. an issue of X-Men. Um, <laughs> but like there, there's, some, there, there's some good points like I feel like this whole comment was written in full all black clothing you know like a, like a black veil over this person like feels like really really upset that it did it become the Avengers version of the X-Men which which I get that's how I feel yeah I'm right Substack. 
I'd also like to point out that this person is saying that is that I think you hit the nail on the head. They're referring to me. Just putting that out there. Uh, the royal they, Sean Bartley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just uh, I, I didn't know you'd chosen your pronouns. That's very progressive <laughs> of you. Yeah. Who would have thought, Sean Bartley? They them. Uh, yeah. Carry on. Uh, no, great royal comment, yes. they them. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No. Um. I. I mean, <laughs> my my initial opinion is like, hey, uh, don't blame the writers. Uh, blame Marvel for not paying Hickman enough to keep him there instead of going to Substack. And then honestly, blame capitalism for huge corporations not paying their employees correctly. That's not what not, happened. Let's not go. <laughs> that's, that's not a domino what, effect. That, that, no, that's not what happened at all. The the writers room for X. Oh, yeah, they, did, they didn't want to leave. They, kept, they were having fun yeah. doing their thing. Yeah. They didn't they didn't want that. Not only did they not want to like leave because they weren't leaving. They didn't want to leave this phase. Which is nuts wow. to me. I can't yeah. believe like the editors and the writers said, nah, let's not do that. And Hickman said, well, that means I got to go because Marvel pays me to do other work and I can't sit around and write X-Men. Oh, sure. Yeah, so we got we got some more X Men feedback from Laron Wilkes. Uh, Ten of Swords didn't feel like a Hickman thing because it was Teeny Howard's big pitch. Editorial gave each of the creators their pitch with some input from others. Teeny Howard, Ten of Swords, Jerry Doug, and Hellfire Gala. Ben Percy, Ten Lives and Ten Deaths of Wolverine, and Lenny Williams, Trial of Magneto, and finally Vita uh, with uh, Madeline Pryor versus Ilyana for Limbo, upcoming mutant and the New Mutants crossover coming up. Uh, I doubt Hickman oh. had too much input in anything outside of Oxpox and the sporadic X-Men mainline books he wrote. That makes sense. Yeah. That was a kind of a weird interpretation, and I don't really know where this person got the idea that they were each given the the ability to pitch an event. Um, I, I do feel like the way the books he mentioned were marketed, the people he mentioned with those books were the people talking about those books. Yeah. So but, maybe it's, it's extrapolating from there. I, again, I don't remember there being specific announcements like, oh, this is Teeny Howard's Ten of Swords. That um, was, yeah, that was never stated. Um, and although, then also, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say Hell, Hellfire Gala is totally a Jerry Duggan thing with all the, the celebrities that were in it. Mm. Um, like it, it totally smells of Jerry Duggan. This next comment is actually a response to Leron Wilkes, but I included it because I completely agree with it. Okay, so Ridiculous Thoughts uh, had a Ridiculous Thought and said, uh, not exactly. You are probably referring to Teeny's Skyfire, uh, Skyfi- Sci-Fi Wire interview where she made it sound like that. She walked those comments back, actually, in Connor Goldsmith's podcast interview. She made it sound like Hickman was only the approver on stories and ideas, but it was more collaborative than that. I'm thinking we'll see a lot of Hickman's unused ideas in the upcoming Destiny of X. He left them with a lot of work with, uh, work. I feel bad for Leah Williams. I think she got screwed the most when they canceled her book and then rushed her miniseries. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. I think Leah Williams really got um, the short end of the stick. Uh, From Me on the Star says, I'm glad someone else writes books like I do. Yes, uh, <laughs> you guys are, are amazing. I, I, you know, the fact that we're reading comments right now and that we still have so many to go is really awesome. Um, Isaiah O said, Gorgon was my vote. You voted wrong, dude. Harris, you're great. Love you, but you voted wrong. But you're, but you're wrong. You're wrong. You, you yeah. know what? You should feel wrong, too. Should have voted for Surge. Gorgon. Yeah. Gorgon had his shot. My man's running around Krakoa insane. Dude. He can't even keep himself together, practically. He was sitting in in uh, in Central Park in Way of X, confused. He doesn't know what's going on. You want him on the X-Men over Surge? She needs a bump, dude. Come on. Yeah. Gorgon had a whole movie. It's called Small Soldiers. Look it up. 
you know, he had his time. Uh, wow, that's then, uh, the second small soldier. Whenever Gorgon's brought up, I will bring up the Gorgon Gorgonites. Oh, man. Uh, fantastic movie. Um, I think the ridiculous thoughts also mentioned, as always, the dick jokes were on point. Keep it up. Uh, oh, I'm was sorry. That, a, that was that was Snake of Talons. Okay, Snake of Talons. Um, was that a dick joke in and of itself? Keep it up. Yep. I like what you did there. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I appreciate that. Uh, Snake of Talons on episode 164. We ranked our favorite X-Men character. Um, I can't wait to see Kale eat his shoe on a live stream. Going to be counting down. So Snake of Talons, uh, favorite X-Men are one, Jean Grey, two, Cyclops, three, Gambit. What What am I going to eat my shoe for again? I don't even remember, dude. I don't know. Well, you can just eat it if you want. What kind of shoes you got? A Vans. Probably would be uh, not, not, I mean, If you got the comfy cushion one, so it tastes pretty good. Um, Why uh, do you four, know that? You're not just going to slip that in, dude. What four Magneto, five Rogue. Um, he also said, I love Emma Frost, so this is very hard to exclude her. Clearly, I love X Couples and Magneto. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I just can't. That Gambit. Ooh. Yeah, I did a friggin' pause on the Gambit. That's an interesting choice yeah. for the top five. Yeah, Snake pause. of Talons. Uh, probably big into the I, the only way, way I can see you see you being a Gambit fan is if you were really into the animated series yeah that's fair then I understand it yeah that's but, fair uh, um if you're if you're here with us on Twitch or listening in any way let us know your top five X-Men why not uh, we're not going to do it here right now but if you guys want to share your your favorite X-Men please Glob Herman Shark Get Girl them. Brew Marrow Maggot there we go we're good and also, if you can remember why I said I would eat my shoe, <laughs> please uh, let me know. Because we, I feel like there was a reason, and it may be time to pay the piper. But I don't remember. We have three bets going on, Kale. Yeah, <laughs> the shoe, which I don't recall, but we can just go back and listen to. The I remember audio. making yeah. a, Herner, uh, a Warner Herzog reference about him eating a shoe. I remember that. Hmm. Now, um, now that you say that, I do recall that as well. Yeah, so there's definitely something. And it was on one of the ones I was on, so we don't have that much yeah. of a backlog to go through. Oh, wow. Um, um, we'll just get the intern so to do it. Uh, Marco, you want to just do that while you're on vacation for us? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Marco, make yourself useful, dude. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have to do a backflip when well, we get 1,000 subscribers yeah. in, in the year. Oh, absolutely. And then you're going to owe me, was it $500? $500. Uh, and what? I don't even remember why. Something, <laughs> something Spider-Man related. You think I've forgotten that amount of money? Uh, you think I've forgotten that bet? The bet was uh, the fact that there's not going to be a Sinister Six movie. Oh, dude, you're What's the you're moratorium on that one? You're, nah, dog. you're in trouble with that it one. It was bro. like by by like 2028, I think, was the yeah. compromise we made. That's yeah. not going to happen. You're in no trouble. Way. I don't think it's happening either. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. All right, Tyler, know. let's split then. Uh, no, I'm good. Um, so we also had a uh, comment from Matt Murphy on Discord. Um, so Matt Murphy um, said, I have a question. Great, great start there. Um, because it. I'm a neurotic person and I'm constantly reevaluating myself and my perspectives, as of January 2022, has your top five comics of all time changed recently? Uh, my son Ikoku? Kale, that's a, that's a manga, I'm guessing, right? Mesa, I think I have it, actually. Mesa and Ikoku? Uh, Mesa and Ikoku has recently taken Alias to spot in my top five. Oh, no, I don't. And it's been weighing on me how much my taste has really changed during the pandemic. Uh, so, 
just to give context to Matt's neuroticisms, um, he keeps an ongoing spreadsheet of every type of media that he consumes throughout a given year. Um, podcasts, TV show, music, comics. Um, and it's meticulous. I don't even um, remember what I ate for breakfast. I know. I, I know. Can I just say that I would always check his uh, his media consumption because I thought that was a fascinating idea. And it was funny to watch the comics pals fall out of the <laughs> <laughs> Can't lie on that. Yeah, no, no, no shade. Um, is Matt here, by the way? Matt, are you in the chat? Right I don't now? know. Yeah, he, I don't uh, know I don't if he's here. So. No, no, not, not okay. today. I'll, I'll, text well, I'll text him. Go on. We're talking um, about you. I, I, I do want to say before we before we give our top five, because we are going to do that right now, our top five comments. I want to say that I struggle sometimes with doing things like this because people always want to judge what you like. And I don't need that shit. Now, mind you, yes, I am the same person telling you to vote surge and you suck if you didn't. But <laughs> as it relates to the top five, right, as it relates to the things that are personal to you, everybody always has some shit to say. And I don't want to hear. Oh, why does your list have so many superhero comics on it? Or, oh, <laughs> why doesn't your list have more image comics? Don't you love Brian Lee O'Malley? Guess what? No, I don't. Okay? No, I do. But, like, this is my list. Your list is yours. Mine is mine. Okay? And also, I don't think any of our lists are in uh, order. So, whatever they no, are. I'm not doing that. Are. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, but but uh, I'm with you. I don't, I, don't, I don't think of things on a ranking constantly. Like I don't, yeah. and I don't keep track of that either. Yeah, I, I think I could think of like when I first started reading comics, I thought Civil War was the greatest piece of shit that ever happened. Yeah. Now, I wow. mean, I still, I still think it's good, but it wouldn't be in my top five. It might not even be in my top ten now. So, like, there is some evolution going on. I feel like Sean Civil War is number one, and he's just like, uh, uh, I already feel judged. <laughs> of course, I feel judged. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, this just, I, I don't even really think about that. I'm not as reflective in terms of my media intake as that. I'm more reflective in the way of like, why do I feel the urge to rank everything? What does that mm. say about myself? Why, how was I raised? Like that's, <laughs> that's where my reflection comes in. Um, and that's why I usually tell Matt, go to therapy when he shows me his list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. Tell, for, all my friends. For me, it's a matter of like, I haven't had my full collection in like at least half a decade. Like I've been moving around and, and going uh, all over the world. I haven't been able to, you know, carry two giant boxes of Tupperware books, two Tupperware boxes of giant books, whatever. Not gonna, not gonna fly heavy ass books to New Zealand and then to Man. Europe and then. <laughs> I, I, even just <laughs> mailing a box of books from New oh. York to Texas was a nightmare. Yeah, not worth it. Uh, well, let's 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 get into the top five. Yeah, Kale, do you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah. So mine uh mine does have a little bit of an order. Uh but I would say it's a lot of it is sentimental, I think. Uh so coming in at number 5 at the moment is Sandman Mystery Theater. Mm. The Vertigo series from Matt Wagner, Guy Davis and a bunch of other people. Uh, it's uh, similar to Swamp Thing in that a million people did it and, you know, one guy got the credit or whatever. Mm. Uh, there's also Darwin Cook's Will Eisner's The Spirit. Love Darwin Cook's um, rendition of The Spirit. I think it was it was fun. It was witty. 
Um, the coloring was tremendous. Dave Stewart on the colors, potentially. Um, but it also sort of it gave the spirit stuff to do that was fun and engaging mm. and felt like it could genuinely continue. Whereas Will Eisner's, a lot of Will Eisner's stuff uh, on the spirit was um, uh, very one and done. Uh, coming in at number three, and this is a solid number three, probably for my whole life, is uh, Ed Brubaker and Matt Fraction and David Aja's uh, Immortal Iron Fist. Mm. Never read uh, it. Me neither. Love. I, I, me. I really like it. I think it. <laughs> there's a degree of it that is very interchangeable with Hawkeye, and not just because they look the exact same. Iron Fist and, and Hawkeye. That's a big part of it. But uh yeah, it's just it's really good. What do you mean they look the same? Whoa, what was that about? White, white casual dude, blonde hair. Racism? No, I legitimately if you look at uh who is it? Danny Rand, Danny Rand and Clint Barton, done by David Aja, they're the same person. Oh. And also how come you don't recommend that for a book club? You always want to <laughs> that infinite loop shit you recommended us to read like three years ago easily could have been Immortal Iron Fist and we would have had an amazing time. Probably not. What are you talking about? I had a great time talking about realize. Infinite Loop. No, yeah. you did not. I did. I didn't enjoy the book, but I enjoyed <laughs> talking about it. Wait, well, I, I you did. Guys were talking about With infinite you, jest. my dear friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway. And you have a last uh, one, Kill? Uh, uh, bitch, I'm on number two. Oh, you're going. You said- oh, you're going in descending order. Okay, or okay. ascending order. Guess um, number two is Usagi Ojimbo uh, by Stan Sakai, specifically the um, the story I shouted out last week from the volume uh, Lone Goat and Kid. Uh, there's a story where he has to uh, recover the sword of a, a fallen samurai from uh, his uh, from the samurai's mistress, mm. and her brother tries to sell the swords. And it's man, it's a tremendously done story. Uh, just uh, that whole series, anything you can get on Usagi Ojimbo is a, a mastery of storytelling. Uh, and my number one is number one very specifically because it is some of the first stuff I ever read uh, is the first volume of Young Justice hmm. uh, from Peter David and Todd Nock. Interesting. Todd Nock's good. Yeah. Fun That's probably my, my favorite uh, Todd Nock is... Uh, Young Justice. Todd Nock did a uh, Nightcrawler uh, series. Not that long ago, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. All right, Sean, why don't don't you go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, So no no particular order. Uh, Number one, I have Watchmen. I know it's like the fuckboy answer, Um, but it's like the only book. I have my copy from high school still, and like I still have it annotated because I wrote like a 30-page thesis on it. (laughs) <laughs> um, like it, it, this is like my original copy. I'm like, I don't know. It's like it, it almost is like sentimental more than anything, really, at this point. Mm. Um, number two, I have Thunderbolts by Warren Ellis and Mike Diodato. Um, that whole mm. posts, you know, like Civil War, um, secret invasion, secret uh, invasion, yeah. Thunderbolts stuff is great. Norman Osborn, love me some Norman Osborn. Yeah. 
Uh, number three, I have Next Wave by Warren Ellis and Stuart Imminent. Don't judge me for all this Warren Ellis love, but uh, Next Wave. Um, it's really because of Stuart Imminent. Um, <laughs> it's just real dumb superhero comics with a really weird team. Uh, first issue sees them fighting Fin Fang Foom, um, and they get stuck in his underwear. Uh, number four, I have, which is probably a new addition to the list, and one that I only really thought about when I was coming up with this, was uh, the Demon Bear Saga of New Mutants by... Uh, oh, interesting. Claremont Muskema and wow. uh, Sienkiewicz. Um, I really, uh, Matt and I did it from the long box and I really, really enjoyed it. And like, it stuck with me since it even helped me enjoy the new mutants movie, which was tough. Um, <laughs> and then number five, which was probably just like my go-to like happy comic is just League new frontier, by Darwin cook. Yeah. It's just exactly what DC comics and DC characters should be. So those are my top five. All right. Uh, yeah. So for me, again, in no particular order. Uh, and also, you know, part of Matt's question was, has the list changed for you? And I think uh, for me, the answer is probably not. Um, and that's, you know, that that's kind of weird. Um, but prob- yeah, pro- probably not. Um, it's, it's pretty much the same as it's always been uh, low by uh rick remender dum, and, dum, uh, dum. <laughs> sorry okay and whenever you say low i just think of get low but well of course you do because you have a weird 2000s brain um I, when i think about your brain i think about like a mush like very a, smooth a, you know that, no that, wrinkles that, in my brain what's that called like katamari damasi right oh, that, I love yeah. katamari damasi yeah <laughs> i think about that just full of like pop culture shit rolling down That's, a hill it's quite like a, stuff yeah, yeah like in in the style of like a 2000s sports comedy you know like that you, uh, you say that and then my college to graduate college i had to write a feature length film um and i wrote one that was a 2000s sports comedy yeah. <laughs> oh my god yo can we get that can we get that posted somewhere let's I mean, reenact it it's about the Globetrotters. It's like 120 pages. It was. It's okay. Oh, you told me about. Yeah, this. it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe I don't we can get sports. them back in it. I mean, they're not doing anything right now. I mean, the generals aren't doing anything because that's not a team anymore. But yeah, right. whatever. Um. Right. So low. Uh. Rick Remender. Um. I. 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 We did a book club on it, and I. I honestly think that. Um. It's one of the most underrated comics of all time. Um. I don't understand why people don't talk about it more. Uh, Greg Ticini's art is absolutely incredible. The story is beautiful. It's it's dark. It's heavy. It's very heavy. But if you can if you can stomach that and come out on the other side, uh, you'll find that it's really beautiful, kind of like life. So um, yeah, I really I really appreciate and love that one. Um, Uncanny X Force, also by uh, Rick Remender. Nice. Mm. You know, there's a trend happening. You can see it already. I like stories that are extremely dark and heavy. Um, this is a story we also did a book club on. Uh, yeah, and by Rick Remender. Um, is there um, a specific arc? No, just the whole okay. the whole thing. Um, it's it's it, it, again, it's like taking the X Men right and telling a story that doesn't need to have the X Men in it necessarily. Like the story does, but the themes don't. Right? Like it's about you know, if you if you do awful things in your life or you do what you've had to do to survive, 
how does that kind of create scars within you and how do you live with that um and that's something I, that i, I really love my, uh, my first issue here signed by the by opinion and remender oh it's how much you sell that bad boy for uh, i don't think i am <laughs> that Wait, you met him? somewhere uh i've met remender and i've met opinion yeah where did you meet remender uh, it was like one of the Marvel when Marvel used to have booths at New York Comic Con, you know, where oh. you'd wait online for yeah. hours on end and hopefully you got to them. Yeah, uh, this is when it first came out. Yeah. So God, I would love Good to stuff. meet him. Yeah. Um, Grant Morrison's Batman. Ah, OK. I have a shrine to Grant Morrison. It's just over here. You can't see it. Um, but same. Yeah. Grant is one of the greatest comics writers of all time. I believe that. And this run, I think, is one of the greatest runs on a superhero comic of all time. It manages to synthesize a crazy history for a character that pretty much everybody has a different like feeling about, depending on the generation that you came from. And it makes it all canon and it makes it all real. And it's brilliantly done. Um, it goes from... You know, just being about Batman to being about Batman son, you know, his sons kind of um, and then being about what Batman means to the world and all this amazing stuff. It really is just a love letter to Batman, who is one of my favorite characters. So, uh, yeah, I, I love that. Um, and then. Uh, um, Civil War. Civil War. Um, Good. You know. I mean, what like what is there to say? Mark Millar, Steve McNeven, we've done the book club. Um, I love Civil Wars. If if Civil War didn't happen, I'm not here right now. I think that man you, you would kill yourself. And, <laughs> Can you imagine? No, dude. They announced it, and then they were like, "Actually, no, we're not going to do it." Sean went, "Well, consequences be damned." I'm talking about Brooklyn Bridge. I'm talking about the Civil War, man. They fought for our freedom. Oh boy! Oh. Whoa! What uh? What are we talking about here? There's there's layers to this one. I'm not touching. No. Uh, Mark Millar, Steve McNeven. Uh, this is just this is a work that really like. If it's not for that, I'm not doing this show. I'm I'm not sure that I'm the same level of comics fan. It really had a, a tremendous impact on me. Um, and then uh, the last one is Jonathan Hickman's uh. Avengers, so encompassing Avengers, New Avengers, and Secret Wars. That was incredible stuff. Um, mm. It's what I wish X-Men was, just like uh, that commenter uh, whose name I can't recall. I wish that's what we had gotten. Hickman is a genius when it comes to um, comics, and not many creators can do the kinds of things that he does with superheroes. Uh, it's, mm. it's obviously very difficult to tell big sweeping stories with these characters um, that feel earned and real and deep. And Hickman does that. So um, yeah. Interestingly, I really wanted to include uh, Captain America by Brubaker, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I was having trouble trying to figure mm -hmm. out a, uh, a daredevil run. I was probably gonna pick Mark Wade's and Chris Somney and uh, Paolo Rivera. Interesting. Um, that is my favorite daredevil. It's mm -hmm. swashbuckling. Yeah. Um, which I really enjoyed. Uh, but yeah, if we, I could probably do a top ten on here too. Could yeah. you do a could you do a top ten daredevil? Um Whoa. that's a good question. That's a good question. 
Um, I know what wouldn't be on there, and that would be the Shadowlands stuff. So, yo, why do you have to continuously hate on Shadowlands? Don't like it. Don't like it. Wow, not good. Not good. All right, whatever. Uh, You mean you mean you're not a fan of the devil being possessed by the devil? It's redundant. I think it just broke our collective brains. (laughs) Um, Let's jump into the uh, Twitch comments real quick before we move on to the news. Thank you, by the way, Matt. That was a great question. Um, And it's something that's making me want to spend more time thinking about what I like uh, in comics. But I don't want to I don't I feel like I don't want to get neurotic about it. So I got to be careful. Uh, I got to toe the line (laughs) Um, from beyond the star said we got to make sure to keep kale to his word. So I'm never letting go of the backflip thing. We lost the eat the shoe details. We didn't lose it because we do have the episodes. So I'm going to go back and find out why Kale's going to eat a shoe. Uh, She also said I have a similar brain. So, Tyler, I feel that smooth brain full of references life. I think. We all do to some degree. Tyler, just a particular brand of like. No, I have medically diagnosed smooth brain. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Full uh, of Seth Green references. There's no, no, no winkles around my brain at all. No Chris, winkles. Kristen said, um, excuse me, there's a pal missing. Kristen is uh, Marco's cousin, I believe. Thank you yeah. for joining us, by the way. That's awesome that you're here. Uh, he'll be back next week if. Uh, he decides to get off vacation, man. Oh, um, well, I, I walked outside today. It's a seven degree weather to get a cold brew. Uh, and I was just thinking, Marco is probably pretty warm right now. And like, yep. that's how I try to get through it. Try to by, by cold brew. Do you mean beer? No, it's freaking 10 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I don't drink till at least noon. That's what I was saying. Like, dude, you got a problem, man. A cold, Although we, not, a cold brew iced coffee. We got to do a drunk uh, episode, right? Oh, like, I, I, have, yeah. I have We're ideas. Gonna, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. That's going to be an event. Mark it down in your calendar. It'll happen on the 33rd. Uh, <laughs> From Beyond the Stars said, Civil War is one of the first comics I got for myself. Yes, yes. Aside from the random single Iron Man issues earlier, per your recommendation, got at Midtown, I'm pretty sure. Yes, I remember that trip. I remember when we were when, when that happened. Yeah, It's funny. When, when Civil War was going that. on, um, I was in Europe at the time in high school and I was talking to people in Germany there and they knew what was happening in the Civil War too. Like it was huge. Well, they already had Civil Two, Civil War Two out there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not touching that one either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hermes Pip said, oh, brother, time zones got me messed up. Yes, I understand. Preach, uh, homie. Pip is uh, Manny, I believe. But um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, thank you, though, for joining us. Much appreciated. Let's let's jump into the news. Let's not. Gonna... I have a game. Let's do a game. Oh, your game. Oh, my God. Your game. game. Yes, we have a game. I'm right. so excited to see this game. What do you so have? This game is called. Give me the green light. All right. Let me let me get Kale fixed here. Hold on. Why is yeah, it that you love that song? Oh, it's so good. I can't help it. Oh, I got I got I got to fix Kale's head here. Let's let's see. Well, this you, wouldn't be the, you wouldn't be the only person saying that. <laughs> see this? I gotta get a haircut. You see this? Absolutely okay. ridiculous. Oh, you need to actually fix your head. Let's see. All right. Oh my god. Is that Pitbull? It's Pitbull, yeah. Yeah, you know what, Kel? Uh you can you can just deal. Your your, your face is there for now. All right. It's so not, can th- we flip me like I can't. Uh, uh, Here, I'll just sit like this. How about that? No, yeah, that's yeah, worse. No, no, no it, it's it's just you're cut in half. Hold on, let's let's see. Hold on, let's. 
See if I do there we go. a little bit of this. No, that's the other way. Uh, 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 there we go. All right, hold on, hold on. There we nice. go. Nice, a little bit of technical mumbo-jumbo. This, this is why I don't have other people to test these things out with. All right, so the Very way this well, game yeah. works, the way this game works is I'm going to give you a name, and you tell me if it's a Green Lantern. Simple. Simple guess or no. All right. Okay. Sean, All right. Pitbull. Oh. <laughs> yes. Nailed give it. me the green light. Is that? <laughs> I can just keep playing that. <laughs> give me the green light. Best yes. WrestleMania theme of all time. You're definitely not right, but okay. <laughs> all right, so so first one that we have here is Bizao Dudu Zapri Bop Bop. Is that a Green Lantern? Yes or no? Shouldn't have said that while Sean was drinking. All right. If you need to no. do a spit take off camera. Okay, Kale Holy says no. Shit. Um, says I'm going to no. say. Uh, I'm going to say yes. All right, so Kale is actually right. This is actually just the guy's mugshot. Bizao Dudu Zabri Bop 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 was actually a mugshot in uh, Dane County. Um, so not a Green Lantern, sorry. But you know what? Um, could be. What the fuck? Could, I, could, I mean, I looked it up. I did a lot of Googling on Bizu Zabri Bop Bop. Okay, hold on, hold on. They oh, can't, they, they say can't they hear can't hear you. I, oh, I got shit. it, I got it, I got it. Here we go. Bizu... Uh, Doo-doo, zappity bop bop is not a Green Lantern. Bizow, doo-doo, zappity bop bop bop. Yeah, so the, the way this game works is uh, I, na- I I give you a name, and they tell me if it's a Green Lantern or not. That's all it is. And then... Give me the green light. That's all. Uh, so next next name we have is Odorous Urungus. Is that a Green Lantern? Odorous Urungus. Yeah. That's a good one. Sean, you go first. Sure. Um, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Yes, it's a Green Lantern. Okay, Kel. Yeah. I love, I think I'm also going to say yes. Okay. Well, Odorous Yerungus is actually one of the lead singers of Guar, not a Green Lantern. Oh shit! Wow. Um, sorry, yeah, you guys. Yeah. You guys are wrong in there. Kel's still on the board though with one. All right. Um, and uh, this one is Zilius Zox. Is that a Green Lantern? Yes. Sean saying yes. Kale, is Zilius Zox a Green Lantern? Yes. All right, well, give me the green light. Let's see. Give me the green light. It's actually a Red Lantern. You guys are both, uh, oh, both come wrong. come on. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, not a Green Lantern. Um, the next one is Smart One. Is that a Green Lantern? <laughs> Kale? No. Not a Green Lantern. Sean, is that a Green Lantern? Smart One. Um... I'm going to go with yes. Yes, that's a Green Lantern. Give, Give me the green light. Well, it's actually not a Green Lantern. Smart One was a uh, was an animatronic <laughs> that was in the Epcot Communicore section. Uh, Dude, just what little, the a little fuck robot. is this? Are any of them going to be Green Lantern? Oh, just I got, tell we me got, now. We got one last one. We got one last one. Um, is Green Man a Green Lantern? No. Yes. So Sean says no. Kel says yes. There's a Green Lantern called Green Man. What a stupid game. <laughs> you put one Green Lantern in there. Yeah, yeah. He's a Green Man. He's an You're Alpha fired. Lantern, too. He's not just a, a Green Lantern. He's an Alpha Lantern. You are fired. Hey. He's a, yeah, he's a plant-based Lantern. There we go, Harris. 
Everyone knows. So yeah, that was uh Everyone but Sean green does. Green <laughs> the, the song is by far the best part. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I also had a lot Tremendous. of fun uh, photoshopping Pitbull as a Green Lantern. Yeah, fuck yeah, you did. <laughs> he's, That's uh, hilarious. He's the Green Lantern of Sector 305. Um, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> You, you need it. to you need to put that out there and tag him on Twitter. Oh, maybe he can play at my nearby Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you guys know that story. Yeah. No, no, it's a uh, uh, Pitbull had a contest where um, uh, you could vote for your local Walmart, uh, and the winner would play. He would they would have a, a contra a Pitbull contra at that Walmart. Um, and the internet got the Anchorage, Alaska one to win. So. Uh, <laughs> Pitbull Yo. played in Anchorage, Alaska. I think that's when he started becoming Mr. Worldwide at that point. He, he graduated from oh. Mr. 305 to Mr. Worldwide. Oh, that's so. amazing. Wow. Well, thanks for the thanks for the Pitbull uh, lore. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. Appreciate it. And give us a green light one more time. Give me the green light. There you go. There we go. All right. Now, can you transition us into the news without breaking things? That's uh, Yeah. Yeah. Can we hear? Can we we're hear? Good, everybody? We're good. Can we're we good. I can. See, I can see the. I can see the things. We're good. Yeah. All right. Good. So let's let's get into the uh, Moon Knight <laughs> trailer. Marvel Studios Moon Knight. They finally put out the official trailer. We had seen a couple of things beforehand, but this is the real deal. Uh, the show is going to be dropping on the thirtieth of March, uh, starring Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. Um, Tyler, why don't you play that trailer for us so we can watch it? Uh, yeah, the, uh, I can audience. actually do that. Uh, probably. Can you? I can. <laughs> this one, I'm not sure anymore. Let's do it live. Um, so we're not Fuck doing it. this anymore. We can just go straight into... We're not uh, going back to the to, to pit. You sure? You guys want to do another round? I got more. Give me that green light. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's play this. We can't. Uh, oh, there we are. Yeah. Okay. Can yeah. you guys hear that? It's just I a little low. It's a little low in the opening, but yeah. I can't tell yeah. the difference. I, can't tell the difference. I love his accent. It's so goofy. His, his voice is so high. It's, a, it's, a, it's not what I expected at all. I know. <laughs> Do you like the Kid yeah. Cudi, though? Kid Cudi's a nice touch. This was it. Yeah. The, the way they used the Kid Cudi song was awesome. Um, seeing Oscar Isaac be kind of like a weirdo goofball is interesting. I mean, did you see him as Apocalypse? <laughs> that was an abomination. No, that was Apocalypse. Yeah, I was waiting for that one. Uh, <laughs> that one I lost got... my contact lens. That's how I feel like in a post-COVID world whenever anyone gets in the elevator with me. Thanks. Especially I'm from London, governor. I can't make those jokes. That's all you count. My dude's got the razor. What's wrong with you, Mark? Why did you call me Mark? That's what all of uh, the internet wrestling community says. <laughs> oh man, I love the way they're utilizing his um, his mental his DID. Is that guy with the long hair, Kevin Bacon? Uh, it was Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Ethan Hawke. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty close. Yeah, they're kind of the same. Yeah. Moon Knight just beating someone. Look at that costume. 
I don't know, man. <laughs> no? I don't. Um, yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. You see him. You see. Did you see that? Him jumping, rooftop jumping, and the Disney uh, logo. That was incredible. Thanks, Oh, wait. Oh, no, we're not watching the, the, the Screen oh, Crush thing. Thanks, we, Athletic uh, Screen. Uh-oh. We, we should watch the Screen Crush thing. Screen Crush is a very good channel. We should definitely watch that. That could have been a lot weirder. I'm, I'm so uh, glad. Yeah, yeah I mean, was... you should have seen the recommended things on the side that I had to cut off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can watch the report of the week's KFC review of uh, the new KFC Beyond Nuggets. Uh, KFC's oh, new was... Beyond Nuggets are inedible. This is the type of stuff that I watch. Um, Actually, uh, I would be down for that. If, report of the uh, week is you know, great. We've got the time after the show. Maybe we, that's what we should do. <laughs> we should watch report of the week. Uh, we just become a react channel. Well, I mean, I'm curious about the nuggets. Not good. Speaking of reacts, uh, let's react to the trailer. I thought that uh, it was pretty good. Moon Knight is a very interesting character. I think that having Oscar Isaac play the character is going to add a lot of interest for people. Um, yeah. I, f- I feel like Moon Knight is going to become um a a character that people rally behind i really do yeah i uh think i agree with you um manny i do think uh that moon knight is full cg really yeah i believe so um it sure looks like it (laughs) hmm. or maybe the maybe it's just like the wrapping and the hood and the uh the cape i do like the magical girl transformation yeah big fan of that but man the the, the the full wrapping CGI's. Boy, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. I think it looks good. Like I guess it'll depend on how it plays out beyond just what they felt comfortable showing us in the trailers. Because sometimes yeah, for they sure. can mask the shittiness of a thing. Um, but I I don't know. I really thought it looked cool. What I don't like is that it's like. Um, almost like a symbiote, like it comes out of him. I think that the fact that he has to put it on actually adds something to the character Yeah, more than a lot of other heroes, actually. Agreed. I I agree with you there, too. Yeah. I mean, we might see Mr. Knight show up on this, you know, who knows at this point, but... Well, that's what um, you would call him, Mr. Knight. Well, I mean, Mr. Knight is, I think, technically what he calls himself when he's wearing the suit. Mr. Moon Knight. the, the, The white tux suit thing mm. um, right yeah the yeah in the, the new Declan Shalvey design you know just the mm. the white mask I have I'm, I hand oh. made a mask you can see it right in that corner over there hanging it's my Moon Knight mask there um, oh, yeah. yeah no I'm, I'm excited for this mostly because I don't know what it is I don't even think it's like tackling any it doesn't look like a tackling a specific run yeah um, it just seems yeah. like they're really just taking the character he has a cool costume he has DID there's the Egyptian overtones Let's run with it and do our own thing. Um, and, and I really like Oscar Isaac, so uh, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. Yep. Yeah. March, I, I, March, March 30th. 30th. Yeah. Yeah. March 30th. Uh, we'll we'll do some kind of content for it. Hopefully, um, we still have to get to Peacemaker. Um, I, I, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. Probably yeah. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's done. Yeah, we we missed the boat on that one. We missed, yeah, we missed <laughs> the boat. The the conversation is over. My heart is not broken. <laughs> it will go on. It was good, though. Honestly, I thought Hawkeye Agreed. was good. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Not that they can do no wrong, but they've seemed to... I mean, I watched Eternals, so they can do wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. But at least in terms of the Disney Plus series, like, I think they know what they're doing. Um, 
and I, I actually kind of prefer the TV show as a vehicle for um, comic book storytelling because I think it's more one to one to comics themselves. Hmm. Um, I say that, and then I didn't like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier at all. Um, you didn't? I thought Zemo was the best thing about that. That's it. Oh, disappointed. Um, I thought it was just boring. Disappointed. Um, but yeah, th- I think this is weird enough um, that it's going to be something different. I don't know how violent they get. I mean, it, it, I, it sounded pretty violent. You hear the boy. guy's face crunching, which I thought was more violent than any Marvel stuff we've gotten so far. Um, but I is he going to rip someone's face enough. off? That's my question. Uh, no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Typical Moon Knight ripping people's faces off. You don't, you don't think we're going to see a, a Netflix Daredevil car door decapitation scene oh that was a great scene dude loved it i mean based on kingpin and the hawkeye stuff we will not see that no we won't (laughs) (laughs) and that that is kind of uh, a concern that i have i guess is like because they're not on netflix you know there are certain things we're not going to get to see and i think a moon knight series has a great chance of being really good if it's on netflix um although to be fair i think like past daredevil it's not like and and punisher i think punisher was genius past those two though they didn't do like that great a job with those shows so i don't know i would like a little bit more netflix in my disney plus as it relates to marvel shows fair um uh hermes pip says also this is the first mcu series not based on a character from the movies that's a good point that is a good point um and I think that's good. I think it's good. I think the Disney Plus shows are a great vehicle to introduce us to new characters. Um, I just hope that they do end up getting into the movies at some point. I'm not sure if Moon Knight will, though. Oh, you don't think Moon Knight would show up in any, anywhere else? Mm, they'd have to do something that, like, it'd have to be like a team-up movie. Like, I think um, it'd be Blade. I think Blade, Blade has a... Yeah. Once Andrew's Blade, I think they can definitely do some kind of, like, Midnight Sun sort of thing. There is but, 100% a Midnight Suns movie coming. Yeah, I, I think that that's definitely... Or, or, like, an event series. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't work for Defenders, but maybe something similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think it didn't work for Defenders because of Jeff Loeb, uh, honestly. And... Some of the some of the writers that they employed, but um, from beyond the star says I'm really interested in this one. I don't know much about the characters, so I'm pretty intrigued and want to see learn more. I think a lot of people are coming with into Moon Knight from that place of not really knowing a lot about him. Even a lot of comics fans, Moon Knight is not that popular, yeah. um, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing for these shows to be able to kind of do what they want and not have to be slavish to any one particular idea. Mm. If you um, want to know about Moon Knight, if you want to get into it, I think the Warren Ellis stuff is a good jumping on point. Yeah. Um, it's it's just one and done stories, really. Yep. Um, don't say that on Twitter, though, because apparently the Moon Knight, the Moon Knight gatekeepers were in full effect once this trailer came out, mm. uh, uh, which really aggressive. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know they had Moonlight, M- Moon Knight gatekeepers, but yeah. I don't feel like you get anything from the Warren Ellis stories, though. I mean, it's cool. Get anything in terms you know, of anything from the uh you know from the character and about the character i think you get a ground level thing i don't think you get much about his did i don't think you get much and that's the thing about the moon knight runs in general it's like they've picked and choose they pick and choose what they want to actually deal with mm-hmm. so that's not very like you look at the men, the munch 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 run 
uh, Moench, I don't know how to pronounce it. Or you look at like the Max Bemis run, or you look at, you know, the Ellis run, they're all kind of varying. Uh, but in just terms of accessibility, I think the Ellis run is a little, little easier to jump into. Well, let's talk about the new Moon Knight. Uh, we, we, we got the announcement this week. Um, obviously, synergy between Marvel and Disney uh, about a new Moon Knight comic. So um, in April, we're going to get an anthology series called Moon Knight Black, White and Blood. Uh, Marvel's been doing Marvel and DC actually have been doing these anthologies. Uh, we had the Wonder Woman uh, black. What was it? Black and gold or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Electra just came out. So we've had a lot of these of late. Uh, this is the latest one. Um, and it's going to basically be um, three different creative teams, um, or rather three different creative teams in the first issue. We don't know anything about the uh, additional ones. Um, and they're basically going to show us, you know, different aspects of Moon Knight uh, in the future and, and some stuff like that. So the first one, that they announced is Hickman, Jonathan Hickman and Chris Piccolo. Now, the reason why that's interesting, other than the fact that it's two tremendous creators working together, is the fact that we just talked about a Hickman uh, Piccolo team up on Spider-Man and the potential of that happening. So I wonder if this doesn't eliminate the possibility of that. Are all of us who chose that as said yes to that occurring this year just wrong off rip i don't think so i think he's just gonna do this one issue and that's it if this is anything like the like batman black and white it's anthologies they get on a creative team to do a short story for one issue and that's it which it's perfectly fine it's good comics yeah um but i think it's like who who can they get to really sell the first issue because maybe moon knight itself might not sell it the show will definitely help at this point because the show will have been gone and, and over at that point um, or uh, right around the same time. I guess it'd probably be concurrent because the show starts March 30th. So this comes out in April. Yeah, so it'd be concurrent with the show. Yeah. Um, but what, what better name than Jonathan Hickman to, to really sell that book? Sure. Um, oh, and that Bacello art. That's going to be That's, that's what sells it for me. Yeah. That, that really sells it, especially if they go like full Egypt with it. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me of there's a, a, a Chris Bucklow story in Amazing Spider-Man with Wolverine and a snowstorm. Mm. Um, yeah, that was like yeah. amazing. And like, yeah, if he but, can pull that kind of stuff with this, uh, I'd love it. Yeah, Bacchalo on uh, Doctor Strange was incredible. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, one of the other teams on this too is um, is Mark Guggenheim and Jorge Fornes, which. Mm-hmm. Guggenheim in comics uh, hit and miss for me, yeah. um, but Jorge Fonias just hits every single time for me. So that's something I'm really excited for as well. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, the last creative team is Morewa Ayodel, Ayodele and <laughs> Doton Akanda. So hopefully I got those right. Um, Ayodele is actually making their comic, their Marvel comics debut with this one, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I think both of them are African. I want to say that I, that's what oh, I read. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that should be cool. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Obviously the big draw is Hickman. Mm. Um, but I, I'm into Moon Knight. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. 
I want to be in New Moon Knight, so I also am looking forward to this. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Hickman's story is specifically a future Moon Knight, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, it's not beholden to any of the previous Mark Spector stuff. So fuck what you know. Oh, what if it's, what if it's, uh, it's Moon Knight 2099 or something like that? You know what? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be, that would be, be pretty sick. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's let's jump into some of the Twitch comments we've gotten. Uh, Jeff Loeb, thumbs down. Agreed. Like in general, um, yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. For, from me on the stars, uh, thank you. I think I'd start with that. Added to my list of recommendations that I got from Palace Pools the other day. Appreciate y'all. You are very welcome. Um, I, think, I think she said Ty as in Tyler. Oh, Ty. So okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's in regards to the Moon Knight wreck. Matt said, I agree with Kale. It's just an action movie. Uh, what movie? Uh, the Warren Ellis Moon Knight. Oh, yes. Totally. Totally. It's the raid. Um, it's essentially the raid in comic book form. But I think that's a good thing. Uh, Hermes Pip. Oscar Isaac is a big grab. I, yeah, completely. Uh, Kale Ward. Don't care what he said. Um, <laughs> Can't blame him. Guy's an asshole. Um, uh, Catherine said, I just want to acknowledge, too, that Gaspard UEL, yeah. uh, who portrays Midnight Man Anton Mogart in the series, passed away right after the trailer was released. An unfortunate accident. Yes, that is terrible. Um, uh, I wonder how that's going to affect future seasons also. Um, yeah, skiing then, accident, too. He was only in his 30s. That's rough terrible. Stuff. 30, yeah. 37, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I hate to even think about people dying so young. It's just awful. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Matt said, Guggenheim's X-Men Gold wedding issue 100. That was good. That was the uh, Kitty Pride uh, Colossus issue, I believe. Did they get she like, they she got like, No, I think she like leaves him at the altar or something like that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Good thing I didn't try to use that as a, uh, a bid on Two Truths and a Lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, oh, we're, we're not going to do Give Me the Green Light again for the next game. We're going to do that game again. All right. Oh, I don't know. We can do any game. Um, All right, give me the green something. light. Let's go. <laughs> um, your favorite game. Let's talk about Captain America. Everybody's favorite American hero. Um, Marvel. And by the way, all these like comic announcements, this is all coming from the uh, April solicits. April's Tons big. Of, yeah, huge. So much that we, we had to like cut. Because um, it was just too much, and a lot of the, the the announcements are really cool, but we tried to pick the ones that were the most interesting and engaging, really to me. Um, but hopefully, hope, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you guys are just made, guys. Guess who comes yeah. up with the script? Um, hopefully, you guys find something out of this too. Uh, so Marvel's going to be relaunching Captain America in April, but we're getting two books, so they're going back to the twenty. 14 2015 publishing model for Captain America, where we've got a Sam Wilson cap and a Steve Rogers Captain America book. Uh, the Sam Wilson one is called Captain America Symbol of Truth. Um, uh, he's got a new slick costume and shield, but uh, it's by Tochi Onyebuchi, uh, who did some Black Panther legend stuff, uh, wrote Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, and Riot Baby, and then um, the Marvel Stormbreaker artist, can't leave that out, R.B. Silva, uh, who, of course, we adore from his work on Powers of uh, Ten. Um, 
this cover is cool. What do you guys think about the shield, though? I love that Sam has his own shield now. Mm. Uh, I can't see this shield. Is that is this a new costume? It looks oh. like the. Uh, I think it's the wings it's look a little different. It's, it's same, very yeah. It's very yeah. Um, it's got it's it's uh, uh uh oh. What do they call it? Like they did with uh, Chris Evans's um um. It's been improved. Yeah. Finagled. Uh, I don't know, anyway. Yeah, so I guess we don't have an image for you guys of the shield on screen. Kale, you should just be able to pull up the article. Um, but um, on, yeah. it's basically got like a raised uh, oh, star yeah, to it. Yeah. And the, 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 the pieces are separate. Um, and the colors are inverted. Uh, I think it looks pretty cool. I don't like the star design, though. I actually really? like it a lot better in the Mark, Mark Brooks wraparound cover that they uh, that they put out. Oh yeah, Mark. If you got Mark Brooks promo art, you're doing something with this book. Like that's yeah. usually a big deal. Yeah, you might be able to see the shield here. Yeah, I guess the shield isn't visible on the Alex Ross covers. I'm just a sucker for Alex Ross. Me too, buddy. Um, so Onyabuchi talked a little bit Onyabuchi. about. <laughs> hey, hey, don't make fun of their name. Um, talked a little bit about their plans for this book with Entertainment Weekly. And uh, they said, uh, we've seen Sam Wilson deal with the legacy of Captain America and race in very inward terms with regards to America. What does it mean for America to accept a black Captain America? One of the things I'm teasing in my book is, what does it mean for the rest of the world to accept the black Captain America? That's another part of the equation. If Captain America is in many ways a nemesis of America... With all the good and bad pathologies, what does that mean for the way in which America interacts with the rest of the world? Um, yeah, I, I, I think that it's due for them to explore that. Obviously, uh, Remender did that to some degree, and then um, Nick Spencer did that a little bit more. But I don't think that it's been properly examined. And I think a black writer will bring yeah. what is required to have that conversation in comics. So I'm happy for that. Even um uh oh god who's the art who's the writer that was just on cap he did Black Panther yeah um, uh, uh, um Coates yeah Tony yeah. Coates um he was writing Steve as Cap you know like right. he didn't even get to tackle that aspect of it which I feel like the you know Bucky uh, or or Falcon and Winter Soldier really kind of brought that home towards the end it was like oh this is a black Captain America I don't think the comics really had had a chance to mm-hmm. especially by a black writer it's never had the chance to. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of see that, that aspect of it, um, kind of shine through here. And also RB Silva on art. Yo, absolutely. That's, that's a, that's, 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 that's good. That's some good tasty art there. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I am excited. Guy, for, yeah. Uh, Tochi Onyabuchi is uh Nigerian as well. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Interesting. He says um, uh, on Twitter that it still hasn't sunk in that he's writing Captain America. So. That's, a, that's a big get, yeah. especially for somebody who's only been doing the uh, the B tier Black Panther like Black Panther series so far. Mm-hmm. Like, no offense to that, but like, this is a flagship title. Um, yeah, pun intended. Um, and I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited for this uh, the other creative team. If you want to mention that, Sean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the other book uh, is Sentinel of Liberty. And this one's got uh, Jackson Lanzig and Colin Kelly uh, writing it with Stormbreaker, Carmen Carnero. 
Uh, and this is going to be, I guess, like a little bit more of a uh, like a traditional cap book. Um, uh, I don't I know that the, these two writers are popular and I've seen their names on other books. Kang. And I think they also do things outside of comics, if I remember correctly. I, I don't yeah. know if I'm right about that. I think Who Jackson, are they? I think they did Jackson the- Lansing did uh, Venture Brothers. Ooh, that I'm uh, that I'm unsure of. I know they are the these this is the team that did um the most recent Kang miniseries, which we read for the show. Right, right. Um, which is is done and it is really good. <laughs> um it's it's real wacky stuff. Uh and it's like real Marvel stuff too. Um yeah, I think there's some up and comers for Marvel, and, and this is really them doing um something big for Marvel. I mean the Kang book is big quote unquote especially with Kang being more in the forefront than the MCU um, but now they're doing the Steve Rogers Captain America book um, and it, it seems like it's going to be a more traditional kind of espionage cap book yeah. which is kind of what I want really um, and in Carmen Canero who did the uh, Kelly Thompson Captain Marvel stuff mm. um, Real good stuff. The Captain America Zero issue, which has both creative, uh, both creative teams in terms of the writers, with art by Mattia Deulis. Oh, that's gonna be good. That's a nice Zero issue. Deulis is uh, real, real good. Um, I love that they're utilizing Arnim Zola too. I love Zola. Yeah. Um, I hope Zola comes back in the movies. I, there's a chance. We still never got to see full robot Zola. So yeah, that's um, I mean, if we're looking at the, the Mark Brooks promotional stuff, there's some interesting characters on there. We have the invaders. We have um, Shuri and black Panther, which mm-hmm. uh, curious to see where they wind up being, uh, you know, backup characters for, we see young Bucky. Bucky's there. Winter soldier, yeah, yeah. Uh, us agent. Well, even, even young Bucky is on there too. Young Bucky, yeah. Um, Young Bucky. So, yeah. uh, Crossbones, Sharon Carter, Misty Knight. Love Misty Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, Modoc is horrifying in this. Oh, uh, God, dude. I wish we had like a close up on that fucking face. That's yeah. really gross. And then a uh, US agent, which he's got a factor in here somehow, um, which I'm, yeah. I'm excited for. Namor yeah. and the Human Torch. I have yeah. to assume and the I original Human is Torch. Is that Contessa there, de Fontaine in the back, too? Mm. This seems like more of like Nick mm. Fury's career, like uh, you know, side characters too, which like Word. dum-dums back there, which oh, I feel like every single one of these characters appeared during like Brubaker's cap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and that that's actually for me a good thing because these are Cap's characters in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. so if you're gonna if you're telling me that we're gonna have a sprawling uh you know captain america story across two books i'm into that uh, real quick this is probably not worth pointing out but i'm just shooting it do you think that there's any relevance to the to the way that the characters are placed like does it matter that certain characters are more on steve's side than sam's side is that giving us any hints about where they'll okay. appear i don't think so like if you cut this down the middle uh the invaders are on sam's side which makes no sense right um yeah, and is that Natasha on the side there too? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, yep. I don't really see any weight to that. I think this is more composition wise. Yeah, uh, mostly because I think this is a wraparound cover for it the is. Zero Issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I might have to actually yeah. physically pick that up. It's, I love Mark Brooks. Dude, you messing with this podcast, you're gonna start buying 
week. Uh, no, it's too cold. It's too cold. I'm not, I'm not leaving my house. <laughs> it won't always be. It's true. It's true. Um, not global warming, baby. Yeah. There we go. Let's let's talk about the league, the Justice League. And thinking about, thinking about FX is the league. I was like, sure, we could talk about that. That's a great show. I thought you meant no. the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, no. Uh, the League of Justice. Actually, before we before we uh, dive into this topic, I do want to just respond to the Twitch comments. Uh, Catherine said, sorry, don't mean to put a damper, but he was a favorite of mine. So I felt he couldn't be forgotten as we talked about it. No, absolutely. Um, that's absolutely worth pointing out. Matt says cat books have been mid for so long. I've got zero interest. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like this is promising. I think this is promising. What would you consider the last good cap specific run? Like if we go back, we have Coates' run, and before that was it was it Mark Wade? Was it uh, Wade did a little bit with Sam? Spencer. I think then Spencer, Remender. And then Remender. Really, I would say Remender's um, Arnim Zola arc, Dimension Z was it? Mm-hmm. And that was good stuff. Did not like. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That was the most disappointing, one of the most disappointing uh, runs of that era for me. I had high hopes and I didn't think it delivered. And I didn't think it was possible for me to be disappointed by Remender, but hmm. here I am. Um, for me, the last great cap run was definitely Nick Spencer. Great? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I loved it. I think Nick Spencer killed it. And um, Secret yeah. Empire was brilliant. The Jesus on that one too. Yep. Yeah. That was good. Um, Great's an interesting choice of words there. But listen, hey, man, it's your go opinion. back, go back. Uh, and then uh, Hermes Pip says they're doing the Batman Beyond book in April. Yes, correct. Which also looks really cool and was solicited for uh, was solicited this month. I wanted to talk about it, but um, instead we're talking about the Justice League. Uh, DC put out a really cool uh, cover. Um, and promotional image for the death of the Justice League. This is going to be written by Joshua Williamson um, with Rafa Sandoval on art. They did the flash together. Um, they're going to be teaming up to tell this story, starting with uh, Justice League 75. Um, it is the final issue of the, the, uh, the ongoing series, but I assume that there's, you know, machinations going on um that we'll see this not be the actual end of the league um forever just the end probably just the end of a lot of these characters but let me go ahead was is bennis's last run 74 right his last issue i believe that's correct yeah. so there's no way they get williamson to do one issue and then right. <laughs> yeah so yeah. yeah yeah exactly that wouldn't make any sense um williamson had a lot to say that i thought was interesting about this um so here's, here's what Williamson said to Entertainment Weekly. It's very serious. It's an interesting opportunity to do this on the 30th anniversary of the death of Superman, which happened in Superman 75. We get to take Justice League 75 and do Death of Justice League. We want people to understand this is serious and this is going to have a major impact in DCU moving forward. Then he goes on to say, um, I think one reason that story was so powerful was that after the funeral for a friend story, there were no Superman comics for three months. That's part of what led us to make the decision that this is the last issue of Justice League. But then three months later, there's still not going to be a Justice League comic. It's going to be a while, and that's going to be a major part of what the DCU looks like after this story. There is no Justice League. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, I got really excited when I read that. Because if you're telling me that DC is willing to say they're not publishing Justice League for six or more months, and that that is going to have severe ramifications for the future of the line, I'm in. I'm in. uh, Might have severe ramifications for uh, DC. For their sales? (laughs) Fucking hurry up. (laughs) They're they're, they're trying to make sure that they can get a... All the uh, Flashpoint Justice League, the new Justice League coming out in Flashpoint. And, uh, yeah. Have that be their new jail. So, By the way, this was very predictable. Oh, yeah. If, if you've been paying attention, like, you know, we do, um, then you know that the 5G stuff is still unfolding. Gives you COVID. Oh, the... <laughs> Turn of the Frog skin. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was always a part of that plan was for the league to end and for the new like people, the new heroes to take over. We already know DC has populated their comics with their new versions of the same characters. They're obviously just going to become the new league. That's what it seems like to me. Anyway. So you think this is the beginnings of the 5G Justice League book that we saw? Yeah. It's going to be a hmm. soft a soft version of that. Like what DC exactly what DC has been for the last two years is a soft version of 5G. Interesting. Did he wasn't Thomas Wayne crossing out the 5G like a verdict yeah. in the that was the flashpoint thing? That that's Jeff Jadu Jeff Johns. You weren't here at that time. We talked a lot about all that. Jeff Johns and Dan Didio were like at war with each other. Yeah, and 5G was at at the center of that for a lot of people. So that was like a little bit of a, um, an F you, I think to Didio, a DC F you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's not the first time they, they haven't had a justice league book on the stands. Like sure. Nothing really new for them, but this is like the death of Superman. It's going to matter. It's also uh, 30 years from the death of Superman. Actually. I like so it's the 30th anniversary of that. Yeah. It, uh, when, it, when it started, when you started that quote with, this is really serious, it reminded me of uh, South Park. Super serial, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been 10 years since anybody's heard that reference. I don't care. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> like um, I, if, there's some, if there's something I care less about, it's the death of a DC character. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Especially the Justice League. Like, no, you're just going to write them off. You're going to, it's just a storyline. It's a plot. Like, and even still, the good ones are still around. You've got Green Lantern (laughs) and the Flash in a different promo issue. Like, uh, well, no, I think Green Lantern is also dead according to the, the variant. The, uh, there's like the variant with all them in coffins. Green Lanterns there, in yeah, there. That's what yeah, I'm, but that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I think Hal is still in the middle of that picture. And uh, yeah, Kyle is right yeah. there. So is Simon Baz. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. The death of Bendis' league is awesome. Black Adam <laughs> being a part of that team is just goofy. Um, I I can't even believe that. Oh, thank I, you I, for the host. Who did that? It was Marco. Marco. It doesn't count. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I will say I do. Uh, I will mourn the loss of Ramvi's Justice League Dark backups 
that right. are going on in Justice League. It's very good. If they collect that into its own thing, highly recommend it. Totally. Uh, and I think they will. Yeah, they, ha- they have to. I, don't, I can't imagine them packaging that together. Um, but yeah, I mean, if this leads to like a new Justice League formed that, you know, they can kind of do their things with that's not Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, mm-hmm. like something different, I'm all for something different. Um, Let's bring Azrael back. He was a Justice was League name? member. He was in Justice League Odyssey. No, that's not who I'm talking about from Morrison's run. Uh, Wait, who? Oh, the angel guy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he was like early Morrison stuff. Yeah. Wasn't that Wasn't that Azrael? Uh, it was some kind of... Azazel, maybe? I don't, I don't uh, Maybe that's... Yeah, yeah I think that's what it was. Azazel. Yeah. Uh, do, do you guys have any... Back. Like, if they rebuild the Justice League from scratch, do you guys... I mean, I, I posed this question on our Twitter, but do you do you guys want to mention who you think would be good uh, a good addition to a new team? The Adam. Uh, give me Jessica Cruz. Nice. Or uh, Sojourner Moline from Far Sector. I would love to see nice. her take take her spot in the league um she's been showing up a little more often in uh the main dc proper books she was just in suicide squad that's I awesome like she, yeah. i feel like she was on in that image too that variant image where they're they're in the coffins i believe she was might have been in the back yeah, yeah. Hmm. um other than that though like i really don't know i it depends on how they do it like i want to see the next version of the league form out of necessity not out of like oh there's no league, so guess we should make one. And if that happens like that, then you can get a lot of weirder characters in there. Like that's how you Metal can Man. get Metal Men are in that promo image. Like that's how you they? can get the new uh, Batman in there. Because okay. like that that dude's not gonna join the Justice League for any other reason, right? He's just not that type of character. I don't know, man. He might yeah. be busy getting a getting a line for a chopped cheese in New York City. So, <laughs> um. I mean, I think the death of the Justice League is a necessity there. Like, that's a... I almost said a flashpoint. That is a, a big point for them to need to form another team, I guess. But if they're not forming that team for at least three months, which is the way that he broke it down, something else has to happen to I, require them. I guarantee you in May we get a new mini-event book yeah. that is the beginnings of this team. Yeah, which spins out yeah. into a Justice League book. God, you guys are so cynical. And not cynical. I'm just we've read we've paid attention to the way comics works for the past twenty years. 20 years. You know? So yeah. have I. Especially Joshua uh, Williamson, this dude loves writing mini series events for DC. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. Which means you know who's gonna be on this team then? Captain Carrot. Mm. I'm cool with it. I'm cool. I, I say put Animal Man on the team. I think Animal Man's a good addition. Ooh, and uh Batwoman. Yeah. That woman I would love to see. She she's missing from the solicits uh, and all the other bad books. So mm. she's the Adam right now. Is he around? Uh, yeah, you just can't see him. Oh, okay. Like he's in, he's in, yeah, he's <laughs> uh, I get that reference. Let's let's move on. We've got so quite a bit of show to do, and we got to get out of here. Uh, next up, we've got uh, James Tinian. A new DC Comics announcement for James Tinian. If you can believe that. The man who said he was done with, uh, you know, work for hire stuff is doing another book at (laughs) at DC. And I think it's really kind of an interesting story how it came about and what it is. So what it is, for those of you who can see that 
on your screen is Sandman. Um, James Tinian is writing a book within the Sandman universe called Nightmare Country uh, with art by Lissandro Esterin. Um, and uh, uh, there's going to also be a guest artist for each issue. The first one is Yannick Paquette. That's huge. Mm. He's that been around huge. in a while. Yeah. Um, so I don't know a lot about Sandman outside of what we read. Um, so I'm going to be really guided by the article here uh, from Bleeding Cool. But the Corinthian, in Nightmare Country, the Corinthian is let loose on the world in order to capture another oh. more dangerous nightmare, this one not created by the Lord of Dreams. A cat and mouse game ensues, one with a net of nightmares that catches not just dreams, but the people who dream them. It's a journey that promises to cross terrifying corners of America and include true crime aficionados, white supremacist militia camps, nice, galleries specializing in the art of horror and more. DC describes the comic as a terrifying travelogue through a nation, both recognizable and obscene. Hmm. Uh, Damn, all right. Tinian shared the story of how this book came about. Um uh, by sharing a, 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 an action, a text message that he received uh, from Chris Conroy, who was an editor at DC, that, long story short, said, um, I know you are pretty much stepping back from the work for hire. I know that. But if I tried to stand up a new ver- version of the Sandman universe with some redacted stuff, would you want to lead it? And Tinian's reply was, ugh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> And that's how we got. I like this. Uh, I think the the whole Sandman universe reboot thing. I think that started with, I guess, uh, the the prologue stuff, and then formed into yeah. the dreaming. And then, yeah. um, I've I've read those, and they were good. They were they were really fun books. There's a uh, Bil- Bilkis Everly did the uh, the oh, the dreaming stuff. Gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous book. Yeah. Um, Tenian's the right person for the job if 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 they were to pick someone. Well, yeah, and and this book sounds straight up his horror alley. Yep. I don't think I've bought one single Sandman book since they did the Sandman universe. I will be buying this. Dude, Tinian's got teeth for eyeballs. Yeah, that was, he does. dude. That Fucking that wild. cover is nasty. Like, look at that eye. It's like a Deidara from uh, Naruto. Is that did I get that right? Did I get that reference right, guys? I'm trying. Murphy, let us know in the chat. All right, all right. He's got the teeth in the the hands, sort of thing. All right. Well, no, I'm excited for this. I I will, I will read this. And and according to the email, it sounds like this isn't the only one that's going to be coming up. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We we are getting more. It seems like. Like the the question uh, that Chris Conroy asked Tinian was, "Would you lead it?" Mm-hmm. Right? Not, "Would you do one book?" Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering, like, how this is all going to shake out. Um, Tinian does. I don't. I don't want to read like Tinian's whole statement, but he talks about how important Sandman is to him, and that this is the, pretty much the only thing that they could have said that would have made him stay. And. Um, yeah, so that tells me that this is probably going to be a little more than just this one one title. You, we're in the era of the current writers are the ones who grew up on Vertigo. So yep. 
mm. uh, especially with you know Sandman being like one of the linchpins of that in you know, that yeah. whole publishing line. Absolutely. This is probably a dream come true. Yeah. Um, and to breathe like new life into the series and bring it back, yeah, I'd be excited if I were Tinian. Like, yeah. if there's one thing that would pull me out of a self-imposed uh, work for hire retirement, it's probably writing my dream book. Um, right. So, and it's even like putting it uh, their own spin on Nightmare Country. It's not the Sandman, but it's in that it's in that sandbox. Oh, mm-hmm. sandbox. Um, well, well played. And and uh, playing with one of the creepiest characters from the book. So yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, I'm excited to see what else Tinian has in store or what other writers they are going to be bringing on board. Um, because I do feel, and again, I haven't read it, so I can't fully judge, but like, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of heat within the Sandman universe stuff that they've done. It died down. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they gotta, they gotta revitalize that if it's going to be a real part of their publishing line. So this is a great first step and uh, hopefully there's more to come. But you know, you talk about a new generation of writers and what they were inspired by. And one of the biggest inspirations for this generation of writers, not just in comics, but across all media, quite frankly, is Joss Whedon. Uh, say whatever you want about the, the man. And we will. And we will. <laughs> but when it comes to inspiration and someone who really took pop culture and shook it and turned it on its head... You're talking about Joss Whedon. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> strangled it and held it by its ankles and grabbed it from places where it shouldn't have been grabbed. You know, like, whoa, stole its um, lunch money. I am a huge, huge, huge Buffy fan. Buffy's extremely important to me. Angel, Dollhouse, uh, just almost everything Joss Whedon has ever done is very important to me. Justice League. Um, and so if you have those same feelings, if you are connected to Joss Whedon in any way, then what's been happening with this guy over the last few years will definitely has definitely impacted you. And we're going to talk about that now. We're going to talk about in our main topic, the fall of Joss Whedon um, and this interview that came out through Vulture that is supposed to be a revitalization of his career, or at least it feels like that's what they're trying to do. Um, don't know if it worked. We're going to talk about that. And then also how we can engage with art that's created by people who we no longer support as human beings and how the death of the artist concept ties into that. All that in our main topic for you guys on Twitch. We are going to go on a very quick break. Hang around five minutes or less. We will be back to talk about this subject. You don't want to miss our conversation about it. Be back soon. Sure that we don't leave you hanging for too long. Yeah, I'm not and, wearing pants anyway, so I was a nice, quick, easy trip to the bathroom. So nice. Uh, not something we need to know or see. Oh, sorry. But, uh, I by the way, see. if you're on Twitch with us after the show ends, we will hang out with you guys for another few minutes just to chit chat, talk back about some of the stuff we talked about here or talk about whatever you guys feel like talking about. So uh, another incentive to watch us live every single week, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays for Pals Pulls. So let's talk about Joss Whedon. And I wanna I wanna frame this conversation around the vulture interview, but also because this is a personal subject for me, around what Joss Whedon has meant to me. Um, I'll make it quick. 
Uh, we also now know that Tyler is, in fact, wearing pants. So I know. Wearing what pants, a fucking guys, liar. Pants, God yeah. damn. Why would you just lie? I put them Straight on up. for this show because I knew I would be taking out my Buffy books. So making sure we don't get taken down on Twitch. Uh, all right. So I started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my aunt. We used to watch television together Same. when it started. Hey, really? Yeah. Wow. Um. And I was, I guess, like six or seven years old, somewhere in there. Um, and I didn't stop watching it until it was over. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then later on Angel were huge parts of my life when I was a little kid. And I learned a lot from those shows about a lot of different subjects. One of them is women. In the sense that I learned that a woman can be anything. A woman doesn't have to be only pretty or only uh powerful or only you know your 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 maid you know if you're a kid and you think about like your mom as like your maid you know um that kind of bullshit like they can be anything that they want to be and that they can be strong um they can be powerful that they can be your favorite and you don't have to feel weird about that and growing up as a young black kid in an area where you know being soft or whatever is not necessarily accepted. Buffy made me feel okay with all of that kind of stuff. Um, I learned a lot about friendship. I learned a lot about love, family from these shows. Uh, so they're so important to me. They helped me get through my teenage years after they were over. Um, and I still watch Buffy to this day. In fact, I'm in the middle of a rerun right now. I watch, I do it like almost annual, semi-annual at least. Really? Um, the entire yeah. series? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Buffy is my favorite character. Buffy Summers is my favorite character across all media. Hmm. Um, I really, really love Buffy. And there's no character that means more to me. Super important. Now, does that mean that Joss Whedon <laughs> is equally as important because he created Buffy? That's the question that I think a lot of people are struggling with right now as we reckon with who Joss is as a human being as all this stuff comes to light. The Justice League stuff where he lightened up Ray Fisher and all the other black characters, um, where he cut significant portions of Ray Fisher's storyline, Ray Fisher's father, all that different stuff where he allegedly threatened Gal Gadot's career on set when they had disagreements. Um, he was very rough with the cast, didn't allow them a lot of freedom of ad-libbing or, you know, trying things out. Um, he came on and was sort of a tyrant. That's how he's described. Yeah, he's described as very abusive on set. And this is, yeah. this is not just, I think Justice League was the first domino um, to fall because then it started coming out that like, oh yeah, he was like this on, you know, Angel. He was like this on Buffy. He was like this on Dollhouse. So, Cord, um, I almost said Cordelia Chase. <laughs> uh, Charisma Carpenter. There's got to be a reason why her fake, her character name and her real name both have two C's. But like a um, Superman character. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia on Buffy, has said that they had a very rocky relationship while she was pregnant. He basically told her, "Are you going to keep it?" Um, and then when she decided she was, uh, she was uh, kind of put on the back burner on the show and then subsequently fired, which is horrible. That's terrible. Absolutely disgusting. All of the allegations against Whedon 
including having sex with his um with the stars of the show, not the stars, but like actors from the shows that he was on who were often significantly younger than him, not necessarily illegally young, but younger uh, while he was married. The fact that he wasn't allowed on set or in private with Michelle Trackenberg when she was, you know, doing uh, Buffy as a young girl. Um, all of these things are so uncomfortable for someone who loves Joss's work so much. Um, it's worth pointing out that uh, Joss did do the interview with Vulture. It's very long um, and very good, quite frankly. Joss counters all of these points. Joss says, Could, was I rough on set sometimes? Yeah, could have been a little softer, but hey, you know, I'm one of the... Um, actually, I'll just read the quote. Uh, Joss says, uh, nobody ever fell from a pedestal into anything but a pit. In reference to when people put you on a pedestal, you know, there's nowhere to go but down. Um, he then says, uh, could I have done marriage better? Don't get me started. Could I have been a better showrunner? Absolutely. Should I have been nicer? The writer then says he considered the question. Perhaps he could have been calmer, more direct. But would that not have compromised the work? Maybe the problem was he'd been too nice, he said. He'd wanted people to love him, which meant when he was direct, people thought he was harsh. In any case, he decided he was done worrying about all that. People had been using, quote, every weaponizable word of the modern era to make it seem like I was an abusive monster. I think I'm one of the nicest showrunners that has ever been. <laughs> he is completely out of his mind. I encourage you, if you're a fan of Joss's work, to read this interview. You will understand that he has learned nothing from the last few years. It's on nothing at all. And I and, and I think this interview was done not recently, right? This was done like a like yeah. It was released recently, but it was the interview recently. itself was done. It was, done, oh, it was done over the course of a few months. I believe it was done a year or so ago. It could have been a little bit longer than that. It's unhinged. Yeah. Like, I... I uh, Kale, you mentioned, like, does he have a... You know, before we start the show, like, does he have a publicist or does his publicist hate him? Um, <laughs> it's... That oh. is apt here because... Uh, oh, Boy, this this only con- this is the most confirmation I've had for any of the allegations against Joss Whedon than since the allegations have come out. Like the his response to this is wild. We talked last week about the fact that Joss hadn't responded and that Whedon hadn't either. It's crazy that this came out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The old comic spells bump. All this was going around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, Jeff Johns is definitely not responding now. <laughs> wow. no. Let's yeah, see yeah. what happens next week. Actually, maybe it is a good time to respond because it can't be worse than this. So, yeah. Was I racist to Ray Fisher? Maybe I wasn't racist enough to Ray Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, one of the you, least. I'm one of the least racist showrunners of all time. When you were uh, talking about like all the things that Buffy taught you, I, mean, I agree. It taught you, you know, about women, and I think the first uh, on-screen. Uh, lesbian kiss, I believe. Yep. Yes. Um, yeah. One thing I didn't teach you was race. That's for sure. <laughs> no, you were not learning about race from Buffy. Not at all. Did not exist uh, yeah. in the the Whedon verse. There were more vampires than black people. I well, you know, I always attributed that to the time. Like that's how I rationalize it now, or at least I did before I found out what Whedon is like. Now I think it could just be because he's kind of a racist. But a lot of shows were like that. Um, well, black people hadn't been invented yet, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Tyler, I really want to get your take because I know you also have a connection to Whedon, but I just want to quickly read some of the comments from Twitch. Uh, so um, we can skip uh, that first one by Matt. Um, Catherine said, uh, Buffy and Angel from my childhood, man, you got me there. Yeah, see, like that's a lot of people. Where do you watch Buffy? I love your love for her, dude. Um, I watch Buffy. Buffy is on uh, Amazon. Buffy is on, I think, Hulu. I also have every episode on DVD. I have the whole collection, so I can watch Buffy pretty much anyway. Um, Matt Murphy said, Charisma Carpenter is too hot to this day. Thank you for the timing on that. That's uh, It's true, <laughs> but not necessarily. <laughs> um, Jeez. And uh, uh, Catherine says, if you have to say you're nice, you're not. Generally, that's true. Matt, Mur- Matt Murphy says, John's ex-wife responded. Link us to that. Yeah, um, give us a link to that, man. I'm actually curious about that. Yeah. So, Tyler, what about you, man? What are your What are your feelings about Joss? Um, I love Buffy as a show. I think it's fantastic. Um, personally, I think Anya is my favorite character. But Anya, you you definitely strike as an Anya guy. Do I really? Yeah, uh, yeah, of that, course. Prob- yeah that tracks. That tracks. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like uh, <laughs> I almost want to say, like the the Whedon verse of characters is like the typical white nerd fan messiah <laughs> like uh, uh like especially like with firefly and buffy alone those two things are huge um i think um it, it's it's weird seeing how buffy you know what it said to what you what you what you spoke to is that it made you realize you know what a what a you know a female character can be in in fiction um and then to see that weaponized by Joss Whedon has been disgusting, honestly. Yeah. He, he's almost like, Yo, look what I've done for women, really, in his right. responses to this, which is like so antithetical to the actual text that's in his work. Um, it's hard. It's hard to resolve these two things because, honestly, he's a shithead. Like, and, and I don't even think you can be like allegedly a shithead. This response proves it. You know, he talks about Ray Fisher being a bad actor in both senses of the word. He Terrible. calls out Gal Gadot for not having, not knowing English as her first language. Like, I mean, Gal Gadot's got other things going on, but like, uh, not, it's not understanding English is not one of her problems. Oh yeah, no, it's not. That's not an issue. That's not an issue. Um, it's just so it, it's so just like gross. Honestly, I mean, first of all, look at this picture of him. Who wears? Uh, tinted shades, uh, glass, you know, prescription glasses like that. I don't trust that. If you got, if you got uh, transition lenses on, uh, we're we're starting at a negative point, guys. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep going. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, do I still like Buffy? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I am a little ashamed that I have all these Buffy books that I kind of want to pawn off now. Um, but uh, it's. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I think because you can you can argue Buffy is not solely a Joss Whedon thing. There are other writers that were in there that, you know, wrote the majority of the episodes. They're the actors and actresses. Um, it's more of a community effort. And I think you can appreciate it for that. Um, you don't have to put it all on Joss, uh, even though he may do that himself. Um, and I think that's where you can still appreciate the work a little more. It's not like it's music where it's a sole artist. Um but it's a it's a it's a sticky situation um, that, that really uh, makes me uh, kind of bummed, to be honest. So um, I want to respond to that because there was a like cult of 
it's kind of like a cult of personality thing with yeah. jobs. Yep. Where um, you know, there's an article out also this week called "When Joss Whedon Was Our Master," and Joss very, very much had people enthralled by him. Um, in fact, uh, he's kind of like a vampire in the sense that he <laughs> is this larger than life person who enthralls you through his powers and pulls you in close and makes you feel perfectly safe and then bites you and sucks your blood, right? Does something horrible to you. Um, And it seems like that's what his relationships in life are like. But when it comes to the idea of like, you know, you, you mentioned that he's not solely responsible for Buffy. That's true. But at the same time, people have been trying to downplay his his role in that show and i like i can't do that i can't do that either because joss whedon created not only the language of buffy but that same like language and 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 like way of speaking and stuff like that you can see that in in a lot of different places man i see it in bendis um it's all over tv and it has been for the last 20 years or more um it's 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 the mcu the mcu is joss whedon you know um he's everywhere he really is and it's tough right like it's tough but we can't take away what he did we can only reckon with how we can engage comfortably with what he did as a creator you know what i'm saying um Kale, what what are your you know thoughts about all this? So I I actually don't have a huge history uh, with Joss um, as much as a lot of other people. The first Whedon thing I think I ever really interacted with was um, Astonishing X Men, um, and I, I really enjoyed that. Really, you know, that was that was probably my sort of comics def- uh, x-men comics defining moment but it never really lasted uh for me i i really uh fell for the whedon thing with uh dr horrible mm. um i was really enchanted by that whole thing and that sort of you know took me along the firefly firefly route and mm. and uh i never really branched into buffy but around that same time avengers came out and and then you know uh, uh, the rest of this history or whatever. So I don't have a huge, I don't have a huge Whedon boner one way or the other. Um, but I, you know, especially here recently, it's 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 been really hard to support him, like you guys have said. For me, I think I think this comes down to, you know, I think I think it's it's good to look at the things the the things in the past that have come from creators like this mm-hmm. um so that you can re-examine it and you know if it's uh like in the case of like harry potter um you know it's filled with anti-semitism and and you know um anti uh lgbt um uh uh, 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 thoughts and 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 things. Um, so it's good to examine that. Um, and if it's 
you know, the kind of thing that means something to you to reckon with those things. But now that you know, you know, in this case, that Joss Whedon is a terrible person, you don't have to support him. Mm. Like, stop giving him money. Um, And I think I think that's where I sit is, uh, you know, for me, the death of the author is um, once you once I know this guy's awful, I'm not giving him money. I don't have to listen to what he says. I'm done. The the concept of the death of the author. I'm glad you brought us here. Um, That's not what it means. No. Um, So for anyone who's unfamiliar, I'll explain it really briefly. Uh, Essentially the, the death of the author is referencing. um, uh, It was, it was a, it was a concept basically created i'm trying to find the name of the guy that created it but i'm i'm whiffing on that um and in any event what it means and it's often misunderstood is once a writer writes their story and it's gone from them they essentially should be dead in that whatever it is that they were trying to say is no longer relevant what's relevant is how you the reader feel about it roland Um, barths was the guy's name thank you um, and it's misunderstood and misinterpreted. You can see that in our college system and the way we talk about um, books and, and the way we evaluate them. And that more often it's focused on what the writer was trying to say rather than how it makes you feel. And how you feel is, according to this person that Kill just mentioned, more important than what the writer was trying to say. Now, not everyone has to agree on that. That's a personal thing. I happen to agree because who the person was, who the person is, what they were trying to say alienates you from the story. It alienates you from whatever is being said. What I get out of something could be completely different than what Tyler gets out of it and completely different than what Kale gets out of it and totally different than what the writer wanted us to get out of it or what he was trying to say. But once the writer says, yeah, this is what I meant, all of our takes don't matter anymore because we now know exactly what the point is. And on top of that, based on what Kale was just referencing, if you know that the writer is someone who intended things you don't like or is a bad person in real life, if you aren't able to separate artists from art, that could alienate you also from their work and make it so that it's something you can't engage with anymore. Buffy is not tainted for me. I don't care who wrote it, who created it. Joss Whedon can be the worst human on earth. And I can still, (laughs) maybe not on earth, but he's definitely up there. I can still engage with Buffy happily because it means something to me. That's bigger than what Joss Whedon is. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, am I going to be excited when there's new Josh? If there is new Josh, Josh Whedon um, media coming up, Josh probably Whedon. not. Um, I mean, the the guy called it the Whedon verse. You know, like that that should have been a sign right there. Like, like this guy might be a little too into himself, sipping his own Kool Aid a bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I don't think I will ever stop liking Buffy. It's again a big deal for me in terms yeah. of media. Um, but I definitely don't like Joss Whedon anymore. 
How yeah. could you, right? It'd be weird if you did. Uh, by the way, drop us a comment. Let us know how you feel about this. If you're live on Twitch, listening at home, let us know how you deal with this. Because, you know, we've had to deal with it more and more over the last few years as, you know, we learn more about these creators who we love, you know, the Me Too movement and everything that has happened in America, um, you know, has exposed a lot of bad actors in the sense of being bad humans. Um and we have to deal with that. Like, I didn't watch the Cosby show today with no problem. Uh, do I mess with Bill Cosby? Absolutely not. Um, but I can make that distinction. And I know that not everybody else can. But you have to. Well, you don't have to. Everyone can do what they want. But in my opinion, for me, I have to be able to create that separation to accept the gift of the art without necessarily caring about who the artist is. I don't need the people who create what I consume to be good people. Here, That's an interesting take that you mentioned in the Cosby show, because like, I feel like I can't enjoy the Cosby show anymore. And I think yeah. it's because Cosby is front and center of that one. Yep. It's a more personal connection. Like, I don't see Joss Whedon in Buffy. You know, he's not physically there. So maybe it's right. easier for me to make that separation. Um, <laughs> I love, the Cosby show is my favorite sitcom. Sure. You know, I mean, outside of like Seinfeld or something in terms of, you know, like those kind of sitcoms. Like I, I loved the Cosby show. Um, I can't watch it anymore. It just, I just can't do it. it it's disgusting in my opinion. Um, and Cosby standup was like some of my oh, favorite standup of all the time. So uh, Matt Murphy says, Joss, the only man who truly guessed like gatekeep girl boss too close to the sun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and I think that's that's also a personal decision too. Like if if you were a huge Buffy fan and you refuse to watch it now, I get it. I totally get it. Of course. Um, and I think that's a totally valid reason for something. Um, it, honestly, I think once I saw Justice League, I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'm I'm done with Joss as a as a creator as well because that thing was shite. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, even at, even like watching Avengers uh, back, I'm like, oh, it's, what's this? really as good as I remember uh, doesn't really feel like it um, but because uh, of what we now know about him um, no I think in terms of my tastes have grown right yeah yeah uh, but yeah um, I think I think like music I think is another one that's hard to separate the artist from the art um, I think when it's writing or show running or whatever it's a little easier um, but yeah that's just my opinion on it we got a first time comment from Shenran14. Thank you so much for joining us and dropping a comment. Uh, let us know how you found the show, by the way. Um, I'm someone that can easily separate the art from the artist, especially on the ones that were already created. The only thing that gets in my head is, quote, you gained so many fans because of the values or messages that you put in the product, but you didn't follow those values. Yeah. That is that is a great point. And I think Whedon is a very good example of exactly that. Whedon built his entire brand around being a feminist while he was hurting women. In Which, my opinion, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like typical guy who, who, who shouts from the rooftops that he's a feminist. Right. Like, <laughs> I've yeah. been to a liberal arts college. I know this type. Like it's <laughs> they, they exist. Yeah. Um, it's almost stereotypical at this point. Human beings are extremely complicated. And I think that oftentimes we, we really want to make that not true. We want it to be that people will be good and that anyone who doesn't do the right thing in every situation is bad. 
And I'm not saying that to excuse Weedham's behavior on any level, because especially with what we have learned over the last few years, this dude is crap, right? But I do think that oftentimes there's a level of, oh, you're a feminist, but you cheated on your wife, you're a piece of shit and not a feminist. That's not true. That, that, that being a feminist doesn't mean that. And human beings are more complicated than that. And that's why these labels suck. Yeah, he was um, such a feminist. He loved multiple women. <laughs> he was super feminist. <laughs> Unreal. But, but what you're um, saying is like a, a, a particular action does not negate everything. Right. Like, like for example... Does it is 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 the stance of Gandhi, right? A person who saved a, na- a nation, right? Is that negated because he beat his wife? Can't be, right? Like there's dead silence right now because you're yeah. you're reconciling with that, but the 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 immensity of what he accomplished can't be negated because he was a shitty person to his wife. I abhor what he was as a human being in his home with his wife, mm. but he saved the nation and his concepts and his beliefs altered the entire earth. Imagine if Twitter was around then. Right. Right. <laughs> we, we would know King. a lot more about these people. Yeah. Martin Luther King, same, same kind of thing. I'm not sure I want to he, compare Joss Whedon to Gandhi. And I, no, 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 Hopefully, hopefully that's not how this is yeah, coming across. Yeah, we're, not, I don't want to compare I'm, civil rights movement to my enjoyment of a vampire TV show. I'm not, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please don't, please don't bring me down that road because that's not, that's not the point. I'm talking about wh- exactly what Catherine just said. It's black and white thinking. That's what I'm talking about. That, that, that. Once you get into the the granularity of that, you're going to find that your black and white thinking doesn't work. And you have to be able to look beyond that. But is Joss Whedon shitty? Yes. Can I still watch Buffy happily? Yes. And not think about these things? Yes. Absolutely. I just think it's more complicated. Fair. And that's why I've been able to enjoy some of the more recent Buffy comics here to bring back to the comic sphere. Um, Because he's not, he doesn't deal with it. You know what I mean? Like he's not yeah, a part not of it. Anymore. It's it's the the art has supplanted the artist in a way. It's become its own thing. Right. Um, which with a with a an IP like this, it can, you know, like I don't agree with all of Walt Disney's, uh, you know, ideas. But am I still a weirdo Disney adult who likes, you know, drinking beer at Epcot? Hell yeah. You know, but. I could still look at that Walt Disney statue and be like, you know, that guy probably said some real fucked up shit when I wasn't recorded, you know? like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, and by the way, lots of people that you don't know their politics or their stance on a million different topics who you love, who you'd probably not be happy with if you knew everything that they're about or have ever done or ever said, you know, there's just, there has to be space for people to be flawed. Um, Joss Whedon is a little too flawed for me though. Dude, um, this, I mean, to bring it back to the interview, this dude self-reported all over that interview. Yo, oh my God. It was crazy. Yo. I, like, I, I don't, we don't have the time to like deep dive the interview, but my God, it was, it's, it's bad. Like, I, I implore you to go read it. It's, it's really bad. The, the journalist writing that article must have been like, yo, fuck yes. Like, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Give me the dirt. Yes, please, Joss. Um, yeah, so. 
I really just wanted to use Joss Whedon as a as a springboard to have this conversation. Ultimately, as with anything we talk about on this show, it's up to you guys. You know, it's up to how you ultimately feel and how you deal with this in your day to day life, because unfortunately, now more than ever, we have to. As a black person, I've been dealing with this literally my entire existence because a lot of the creators that I have loved their work have been racist. A lot of the rappers that I have loved have done horrific things in their personal lives. Biggie was a wife beater. Big Pun was a wife beater. You know, a lot of them sold drugs, destroyed the community. Do I love them still? Yeah, I do. This is something that's <laughs> been a part of my life from day one. You said that and I just thought of the, the Black Dynamite quota but black dynamite i'll sell drugs in the community (laughs) (laughs) um let's read a few a few more of the comments before we jump out and by the way if you're on twitch stick around we will be hanging out with you guys for a little bit longer you want to keep the conversation going or just shoot the shit uh catherine said i'm always struggling with this with this issue can i separate the art from the artist and whatnot because there are things i really enjoy that are even sentimental to me but to know the person behind it is not great that's tough but i like to see it as i try my best to just not support the monetary anymore for future projects while accepting that I enjoyed past things before I knew all of this. There's definitely a lot of inner conflict for me. It's like black and white thinking, not just one action can negate something about a person. Matt said, for me, it's someone like Nuboriho Watsuki. I cannot Did you read- even try? Yeah. That uh, was- Nobuhiro Watsuki, <laughs> I think. That's kind of what I said. Yeah, you're um, close enough. You're close enough. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Fucking Kale. Uh, well, and by the way, our, we get the East Master over here to to really to decide this. <laughs> we had a segment on here yeah, called call uh, "Kill Mis- <laughs> Mispronounces Things." So, um, yeah, I guess uh, we're gonna transition that now. Matt said, "Pedophiles can and should rot." Yeah, and and there are levels to it, right? Like that's that's you know a bridge too far. Um, let us know what you guys listening think about this subject. It's a it's a hot button subject right now. Um, Whatever your feeling is, whether you agree with me or agree with us or don't, just just tell us. You know, um, we really want to know what you guys are thinking at home. Uh, get us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The Comics Pals. Hit that subscribe button while you are there. Like the video, share it with your friends, drop us a comment. All those things are free to do, and they help us out a lot more than they cost you. Head over to Twitch.tv/slash The Comics Pals and hit that follow button. Join us when we're live every Saturday at 10 Eastern Standard and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard for Pals Pulls this week. On Pals Pulls, we're going to be talking about Saga. We're going to be doing Saga 55, uh, X Deaths of Wolverine number one, and a few other books I can't think of right now, um, but it's going to be a great First time here of it, Sean G's. <laughs> Uh, join our discord come hang out with us over there if you enjoy the live element of the show and the chat that comes from twitch a lot of those people are on our discord and we have great conversations that often spill over there so come hang out with us our saga book club is dropping this tuesday make sure you tune in for that it's going to be a great time let's get into the plugs kale you can find me on twitter and instagram at toto in it's t-o-t-o-i-n-t-o-w mm-hmm. oh, no, no, guys Kale stroking. <laughs> I've got three versions of myself that I'm watching. I've got, I've got <laughs> Tyler's window, and then I've got the myself on on my own Zoom window, and then I've got uh, myself playing on the iPad over here. So I'm like, it's got distracted by your own coiffed hair. I 
connected, yeah. Mm. Um, you can find my work at kaleward.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. All right, Tyler? Uh, you can follow me on the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I've been posting some reckless shit on the Comics Files Twitter, so if you see something that deals with Nightcrawler being pegged by Kitty Pride, that was me that posted that one. Tremendous. Uh, actual panel. Absolutely. Actual panel. Yeah. Um, and um, I... I plan on streaming uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus this coming Friday uh, on this channel. Um, Depending on if it doesn't snow and I can get my order in the mail uh, uh, on time. I did not go digital for this. I like to have Pokemon games physically. So um, if I can get that in time, I plan on streaming that. So that'll be fun. Even even if he doesn't, I will stream it and stream it badly. Okay. <laughs> All that right. means I'll put my webcam over the switch and you guys can just watch me play that way and we'll uh the old, we'll make it work. The old fashioned mm. way of doing it. All right. Uh as for me, uh follow me on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. I just watched Archive eighty one. Oh, me too. I watched it last night. Yeah, man. Um pretty interesting. I have lots of thoughts about that. Is that on Netflix? Yes, it is. Um, I, give, I give it a good uh six point five, seven out of ten. Definitely watchable. I give it an eight. Uh, first five episodes I thought were really good, and then it kind of like gets a little too weird. Um, but yeah, thought that was awesome. And uh, you know what? I think I think I'm gonna read Astonishing X Men again. After all yeah. this, yeah, all this discussion, mm-hmm. you say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the artist and the art together. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy the X Men story that just so happened to be told by Joss Whedon. That's what. Okay. I'm gonna do. All right. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. With that, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. See you next week. <laughs>